This is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield from The Lynn Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is The Wealth Puzzle with Michael Mansfield. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. This is Mike Mansfield with The Wealth Puzzle. And of course, as always, Tony Shore. We can't do the show. Have the fun without you, my friend. So thanks for joining us. But Yeah, great to be here. Tony, it's, it's a good day. You know, there's a book years and years and years ago I read called Who Moved My Cheese. You ever heard that one? I- Oh, I, I own a you, copy. You own I it. Love, Have you ever read it? Yeah. you know what it's about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've read it's it. It's about cheese. Well, that's what always happens. You know, it's funny is as a retirement income planner, you get so accustomed to strategies and processes and efficiencies on how to help people with their retirement income plans. And then guess what happens, buddy? The cheese gets moved a little bit. The last time I yep. would say this happened of significance was 2015 year-end bipartisan budget act that President Obama put in. It was the quickest, fastest, my opinion, perhaps silliest piece of Social Security legislation to ever get through Congress. And it changed all of the Social Security rules with a lot of the things that we used to do. Now, that's kind of funny because maybe for the end user here, Social Security seems boring and benign. But the reality is, is Social Security for so many people is the cornerstone to any retirement plan. So when you start building and surmising with all the rules that you've been given and then the rug gets pulled out and things are different, all of a sudden you got to start finding new approaches. Same thing has happened. We got a new law in town, buddy. Have you heard of it? It's got a hoity-toity name. I'll tell you what. It sure does. (laughs) It's a mouthful. Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Act. Like who, who? Actually, setting every community up for retirement enhancement act. Ooh, gotta get the e in there, like and it spells out the acronym secure. <laughs> you imagine how long our much time and money, yeah, yeah, uh, they waste yeah, you got about, coming up. Yeah, with you got that. about six hundred thousand dollars into that name. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they had to really, they had to twist into a pretzel to get that acronym to come out. <laughs> setting every community up for retirement enhancement. Act, the Secure Act. Well, that's painful. That yeah. is painful. At it was best. just passed into law at the end of December, so this is really current. It just well, got signed know. into law, but a lot of changes coming with it. So it is like uh, Who Moved My Cheese is a great analogy because that book is about dealing with changes, right? And how do we handle them, and what causes these changes, and and how to how to handle it because you're used to doing something one way, and then all of a sudden. Times a changed. Times a changed. Well, you know, it's funny, you know, maybe it kind of goes back to the intro. Hey, here at the Lynn Group, everybody, what do we do? We help people with retirement income planning. And one of the inefficiencies that I've always seen over the years, even Social Security was a great example of it, is when you work with people and or try to do things yourself and you don't understand how things change and or the people you work with don't understand how things change. All of a sudden, you have 
hiccups and issues inside of a retirement plan. And one of the things that Tony and I, you and I, we talk about this stuff all the time. I'm a massive, massive advocate on on financial education because you know what? My industry, the things that I help you with are always evolving in different ways. If it's not this, it's the tax code. If it's not the tax code, it's the estate planning code, right? Everybody is always moving things around. This just happens to be the biggest piece of legislation when it comes to very visually looking at retirement accounts um, that yeah, Congress just on the number at. of changes of different things that it changes. There's a ton in there. Well, and it's fascinating. So what's uh, should we break them down? Break it down. Yeah. Break yeah. It down. Well, well, what's the first change that that's going to affect us? Well, the, the biggest there? one that will affect everybody is required minimum distributions. Right. So what happens is let's go back in time. As of last year, once you the year you turn 70 and a half, actually, it's not even that simple. The, the law. Oh, my gosh, Tony, who makes this stuff up? Think about this. The government says you have to take money out of your retirement account at a certain age. OK, that's pretty straightforward, right? You got to start pulling it out. So the law reads when you read publication 590 of the IRS Revenue Code, it reads the April of the year following the year you turn 70 and a half. (laughs) You're like, what? Wait a second. So uh, my birthday was in September. I just turned 70, (laughs) which means I don't turn 70 and a half until next year. And I don't have to take it till the April of the following year. I mean, it's just like, what? I mean, this is like crazy pill stuff. Whoever made this stuff up originally. So in any case, uh, you can crumble up all that kookiness and throw it in the garbage because the new required <laughs> minimum distribution age, bada bing, bada boom, is what? Guesses, Tony? Come on, what is it, man? You know this. 72. 72. So it went from 70 and a half to 72. Now- That's good. That's good. Whatever. It's life expectancy. Because they don't force us to take our distribution so early. I mean, people are living longer. So it only makes sense that they would extend that and say, exactly. hey, you don't have to take money out until you're 72. So, and they rounded it up. They didn't use a half year this year. Thank God. Well, and that's what's funny is even though it's only a year and a half, it's basically, we'll call it two calendar years for most people where, you know, you have to take money out. So what was the whole point of doing that? Well, their argument is, remember, setting every community up for retirement. <laughs> you know, we're setting everyone yeah. up. So what happens with two more years? They think that's two more years of accrual on an investment account. Therefore, you will be set up that much better for retirement. You know, my opinion is, Tony, is if a year and a half of accruing in your IRA is the make or break it for your retirement plan, you probably need to come in and see me anyways. And we need to talk about what's going on because that's a concern in and of itself. This doesn't change the the mathematical landscape so much that everything is fundamentally different. Now, fun fact, let's kind of drill down on this a little bit, Tony, is let's go back to the old rule. The old rule was you got to start taking money out at 70 and a half. So do you know how how old or what the limit was on, on when you could put money into an IRA? Guesses? Yeah, it was you had to stop at 70 and a half. Right. You could no longer put money in. Exactly. Right? So you couldn't keep putting money in a retirement account. You had to start pulling it out. So that's also been pushed up. So even though you have to start taking money out of 72, that means you get to continue funding your IRA until 72. So their argument is you put in a little more money, it grows a little more, and bada bing, bada boom, life is good, right? So it's kind of interesting. 
Well, very. Those sound like two very positive changes. They are. Like I said, I go to big picture is what is the max funding of an IRA right now? A traditional IRA, it's $7,000 if you're 70 years old. And so kind of to the bigger theme, saving money is important. Growing money is important. But if you're down to the wire so hard that a year or two extra of savings in your IRA is what you think is the make or break it to your retirement. Like I said, we've already got things to talk about. So yeah, that, that's a good point. I mean, and that kind of leads into one of the biggest changes I see of this act, and that is, uh, but people may want to, it's not like playing catch up. It's like they might want it to grow tax deferred so they can uh, pass it along well. to loved ones. <laughs> oh, hang, hang uh, on. Hang something on, hang on. you used to call, oh. you've talked about it, right? Yeah. Well, you're, you're spot on. So you're talking about the stretch IRAs. So, there you go. So, Stretch IRA. That's what that's what it's called. Oh, but that but that's where the double edged sword is. See, everything that the government does costs money. If you wait two more years on making people take money out and creating taxes, the government just lost tax revenue. So they did some little, yep. we'll say pluses and minuses to figure out where do we need to make some money up so that this is good for everybody. And so another right. more subtle IRA law that honestly, a lot of people aren't so familiar with is what happens when someone inherits a retirement account, right? Well, yeah. there's there's two tiers to that. There's spouses and there's non-spouses. And so spouses have some hiccups, but a spouse can still actually take an inherited IRA and put it in their own account. So that kind of quells some of their issues. But more importantly is what if you're not a spouse? So let's say you're a child, your 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 mom dies and leaves you an IRA. In the good old days, we used to do what was called a stretch IRA, where we would recalculate those required distributions based on the remaining of the beneficiary's lifetime. So, you know, they could actually defer this stuff for a long time, take a few bucks out here and there, and try to get that account to compound and grow more. Well, party poopers, my friend, the government became on this new law. They're saying stretch IRAs are suddenly limited to a max of 10 years, meaning if you inherit a bunch of money in a retirement account, you have to distribute the whole thing within 10 years. That's a big change, Tony. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge change. So basically, uh, they're making it harder, almost doing away with the stretch IRA yeah, yeah, strategy. No, they, yeah, they died December 31st. Because okay. everything is so case by case now, meaning let's say someone, let's say you're blessed enough to get a giant IRA, like a million dollars. Are you going to take little micro distributions for 10 years and then do this big massive distribution in year 10 to follow the law and just get destroyed on taxes? Or are you actually going to say, oh, crud sickles, I better deal with this. And you start heavily distributing this thing to control the tax liability as you go. See, the government has come up with a way to pay for the secure act i read uh some some numbers on this through the whatever it is the cboe or whoever scores all this junk and they think the cost of the secure act is about 16 billion dollars and the recouping of the of the stretch iras is about 16 billion dollars so they said hey look at all these fancy new laws everybody but they found a way inside of it to pay for the whole thing over the next decade so it is what it is, my friend. But what it does is it goes back to that social security comment. I've spent a lot of time in the past helping people understand the benefits of stretch IRA planning for their children, right? So that the kids don't run out and squander all of mom and dad's hard work. 
Well, all of that is totally up in the air. So once again, if you were planning on leaving an IRA, a 401k, a Roth IRA, whatever it was, a retirement account to your loved ones, this is something we should really talk about because the rules have fundamentally changed on you. And that's why everyone should give me a call. 805-500-7035, 805-500-7035. Look, go to my main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. But look, if you have an IRA, if you have a retirement account, all the rules just changed on you. The rug just got pulled out. And these are things that we can absolutely help you understand. Well, yeah, with all these changes that happen, I mean, things are, the cheese is constantly being moved. Yeah. And on your own, you're on your own. You're never going to be able to keep up with it no, and find it. Know all the strategies, and, and and that's why it's so important to work with a trusted financial professional like yourself. And our listeners, our listeners can give you a call and set up that complimentary, uh, no cost, no obligation consultation. Talk about how the Secure Act is going to affect them, uh, the different advantages that they can, uh, you know, the different things that they can take advantage of. Sure. And then some things that, uh, you know, they might want to avoid uh, now that there are no more stretch IRAs. And the funny thing about this whole um, bill, especially the part about stretch IRAs, uh, they started, I, I read something interesting that IRAs, stretch IRAs in particular, started getting more uh, press attention and attention from Congress back during the 2012 presidential election. Did you know this, uh, Michael? They, um, uh, through financial disclosures, it was made known that Mitt Romney had an IRA that was worth up to $102 million. Whoa. And that prompted a lot of questions in the media and by Congress. So they started investigating changing rules into stretch IRAs. Uh, And uh, they partnered those changes that they were they were looking into with others, uh, many others. You mentioned a couple. And then now it's become law. But a hundred and two million dollar IRA. That's not too stretch that right on over to me. Well, you know, those kids are going to be oddly patriotic when he dies then with the taxes they're paying. But I guess when you've got six, (laughs) 60 kids or something, it'll spread out evenly. So, well, yeah, he has a large family. The, so um, that's, geez, that's part Louise. of it. Well, geez, mine's only 90 million. So I'm actually feeling pretty lame all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, yeah right, right. Right when I was patting myself on the back, you had to come in with that. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> all right. So what do we got? We got, we got required minimum distributions have changed. Stretch IRAs have changed. So all of this stuff impacting people's retirement accounts is starting to get a little upended here a bit. There's another thing, and like I said, I probably what we will do is we'll do a number of shows this year on the Secure Act because honestly, big piece of legislation. There's more and more information coming out as people are analyzing. They look for loopholes, they look for holes, they look how they can integrate it effectively into the tax code and blah blah blah. So there will be more and more information we talk about. But for today, Tony, there's probably one other big one, and I kind of laughed out loud when I had read it the first time when it started coming out last year as a thing, and that is annuities in 401ks. Now, why would I laugh out loud? Because every time I think of the word annuity, I actually think of Ken Fisher, and I think of some of his oh. newspaper articles of the 
Oh, yeah. You know, it started subtly with, I hate annuities. And then it got amplified up to the, I'd rather die and go to hell than sell you an annuity. They are so bad, so horrific, so offensive. I would rather be in hell than sucker you into one. Ken Fisher. You know, you know it's a funny fact about Ken Fisher, just on a side thought. Um, my mom owns a couple annuities, but one of them's with a company named American Equity. And... Um, he was actually not too long ago the sixth largest shareholder of American Equity Annuity Company. <laughs> I thought, well, that's weird. If these are such horrific <laughs> products, why would you be such a, a massive behind-the-scenes investor in them if you didn't think yeah, it wasn't yeah, a sustainable he's... company model? Anyways, point is the government, unlike Ken Fisher, sees the value in annuities, sees the value in guarantees, essentially a pension, we'll call it, lifetime income, and they've allowed for these new rules inside of 401ks that you can actually purchase annuities with lifetime income riders to attempt to begin to recreate the concept of a 401k or see, ah, a 401k with a, duh, a pension. Remember in the good old days we had pensions. They don't exist anymore. So this is a flaw that the government has identified. They want people to have access to these vehicles, which I thought was good, Tony, because this is a bit of a, at least a, government testimonial of you know what maybe annuities aren't as bad as the stigma implies yeah that's true uh maybe maybe not so uh, a lot of misconceptions out there oh. uh, about annuities totally. and that's just it's crazy um i think that uh, a lot of people think uh, about annuities oh the fees are high i've heard that one yeah but they're and not it's it's yeah it's like it varies but there are some that have no fees right 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 there's some that have no fees and there are some with high fees and a lot of those are like the variable annuity arena um you know it's funny the problem with saying the word annuity is kind of like saying the word car i hate annuities i hate cars well maybe you don't hate all cars maybe you just don't like a certain kind of car you know or certain something about vehicles there's a a hundred different types of annuities and vehicles available to you, depending on what you're looking for and your circumstances. And to me, Tony, because I'm a big advocate of education and training and understanding tools is finding the right annuity for the right situation is a little challenging because it's case by case. And honestly, one annuity is good for someone the next and, and it's not good for the next person. The failure, I think, in the annuity world is insurance agents have a bad habit of kind of getting hungry on one annuity, one product, one thing, and then they go solicit that to everybody. And I'll tell you what, there's no one answer for everybody. Everybody is certainly unique. So in any case, the government has now allowed for the idea that actually annuities with lifetime income riders should be an important component of 401k retirement account planning. And so they finally put legislation in place to do that. So I thought that that was pretty cool. Wow, that is cool. And so a lot of other things about people don't understand how annuities work, I think. Nope. I know I didn't. And there are so many new things or they, they understand one type of annuity from 10 years ago. Right. And they think that's all annuities. But Annuities really range all over the place as far as what they provide, sure. what they do, uh, costs, fees. Uh, you know, you can get a, a low or no fee annuity, mm -hmm. fixed index annuity that can help you provide income for life, uh, guaranteed income during your retirement. Uh, another one is liquidity. Uh, I think there's right. a lot of misconception or 
people uh, people say the problem with annuities is there's no liquidity. But as I understand it, Michael, there are annuities, and I know this is the kind your company uh, looks for for your clients, where you can take out even before the. There's usually a term, mm -hmm. three years to ten years, right? And during that time, you get uh, penalized if you take money out before the end of the term. However, uh, you can take up to ten percent out a year. Uh, penalty free, right? Absolutely. And that's a very common guideline with most annuity products. You know, it's funny though, is you got to put that in perspective as people do talk about the liquidity. Oh my gosh, it's tied up. I can't pull out all of my money. But let's think about that 401k for a second that the government said, let's put annuities with lifetime income riders in. If you put your money in a 401k, Tony, do you have a penalty to take it out? Uh, yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you take if, it out before age fifty nine and a half, right? You get you get a there's, there's a, a there's a ten percent flat penalty on it. So so let's say you started funding it at thirty for thirty years, you have a penalty to pull your money out of your four hundred one k, and it's not a declining penal, it's not an easing penalty, it's a flat penalty. And then you go buy an annuity. Let's say you bought a, a five year annuity, and it had a, a first year penalty of eight percent, and then four percent, three, two, one, down to nothing. You know, it's kind of fascinating to me that people get so hung up about those minor liquidity issues when their whole life. They've had liquidity and penalty issues on all of their asset classes, you know, and all of a sudden the yeah. annuity is fundamentally different. It's not. Yeah. These accounts were designed for retirement income planning. You don't need all of your money on day one. You need it spread out over a long period of time. It's designed to protect you from yourself. So, yeah, yeah, there woo! you go. Anyways, and. and and so with a with a, with an annuity you can create basically your own personal pension to get that monthly income in retirement right. uh, that you know won't run out uh, before you do. Right. That's the key right there. But if you die prematurely and you don't get to live through all of your money, it all passes to your beneficiaries. So there's a lot of accessibility to the the asset in and of itself. But in the words of Ken Fisher, I'd rather die and go to hell than help you buy one of those. So please don't ask. <laughs> yeah, wow. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I'd hate to be one of his clients and have that uh, completely taken off the list of possibilities. Well, it's a, it's a marketing uh, ploy. It's a mar when you already yeah. have a stigmatized asset class and then you start putting that kind of verbiage out in the airwaves, what happens? Is anybody who's heard about one or been recommended one, they're running into Ken Fisher's office saying, oh, save me. What am I doing wrong? And he says, oh, well, welcome. How interesting. Let me show you yeah. what I do. Uh, you yep. know, it's it's marketing. And you know what? Honestly, it's a phenomenal marketing plan. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, uh, you know what, Michael? It's fascinating. And the SECURE Act has brought so many changes. I know there's changes on um, for student loans and 529 plans. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And many other changes we didn't even get to. Yeah. Taking out money out of retirement accounts for adoptions and birth expenses. There's a lot more to talk about. And I think for the moment for today, we've, we've We've kicked it enough and yeah. we'll um, we'll continue this conversation throughout the year, especially as it continues to advance per the mandatory distribution changes. Those laws are in, intact for anyone that turns 70 and a half after December 31st, 2019. I do have one client, though, that had his birthday on December 28th and he wasn't able to make it under the wire. So uh, he turned he literally excuse me, his birthday wasn't the 20th. He turned 70 and a half December 28th. 
So he is subject to the old rules still. So uh, it was kind of okay. a unique situation. But yeah, hey, that's a good point to point out. It's it's those who turned seventy and a half at, this in year. the new year. Yep. Yeah. So hey, we love From all of our listeners. Forward. Tony, love you. Appreciate the yep. time. We love all the feedback and comments we get on the show. Please, 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 if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, things you would like us to talk about, reach out. But give me a call, 805-500-7035, 805-500-7035. If you have questions about the SECURE Act, about required distributions, about how your stretch IRAs are all screwed up, please call me. This is what I do. This is the focus of the planning. Um we can really help you out with this. Visit my main website, thelindgroup.com. Lind is L-Y-N-D. And you know what? Everybody have a great week, and we'll uh, do this again soon. Thank you for listening to The Wealth Puzzle. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit them online at thelindgroup.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by the Lynn Group Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of California. Insurance products and services are offered through the Lynn Group LLC. The Lynn Group LLC and the Lynn Group Advisors LLC are not affiliated companies. Lynn Group LLC the Lynn Group Advisors LLC and Michael Mansfield are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.